Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. <laughs> it thinks I'm you. Oh, my oh, God. Yes. Oh, no. What are you going to do? <laughs> oh, what am I not going to do? Right, come on. Let's get on with okay. this. Hello and welcome. This is my mate bought a toaster. Absolutely thrilled to uh, welcome a very, a very dear friend, um, the wonderful co-broadcaster on Magic, uh, Emma B, joins yo. us this week. Yo, 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 zig zig Not that Emma B, the only one and only. Not that Emma B. God, the the number of times when we when when you and I presented uh, Magic Breakfast together on a couple yeah. of occasions, Emma. <laughs> the number of times I said I was presenting it with Emma B, and they went, "Oh, oh wow. did I tell you about the time I went? I DJ'd back at my university, and um, I and they sent me down there, and I got off the train at the train station, and came out to where the cabs were, and there was a long line of cabs. And all the drivers were out of their cars, leaning on the bonnets of their cars in a long, yeah. long, long, long line. And at the front of the line was a very enthusiastic man with a big sign saying Emma B. And I said, oh, I went up to him and word. I said, I went up to him and I said, hi, like this. He went, yeah. And I went, hi, thanks. That's it. Am I, are you, are you for me? No, no, no. I'm picking up Emma B. And I said, that's me. I'm Emma B. And he went, what? And I said, I'm Emma B the DJ. I'm not a spy scholar. And he went, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. I've asked all my I've asked all my mates to come and pick you up too. Look. And they were all creased on the floor laughing their heads off. It's just like never been I made think- to feel so like second rung on my entire life. It was awful. It was so, it was hilarious. Hey, you'll always be Emma A to me. Yay. Thank you, Tom. Um, I mean, and at least, you know, in that situation, you are... You know, there's sort of laughter and disappointment that you're maybe that you're not the superstar famous person. Imagine if it's the other way around. Imagine if your name is Lawrence, like Lawrence Fox, and yeah. you rock up and there's a small riot of people ready to attack you. Like, you know, it's quite exactly. nice, really. I have to be honest with you. I have been upgraded on a fair few occasions and haven't corrected them. Oh, yes. You are joking. Emma VIP in yes. the house. Yes. That's so good. <laughs> so, Emma Bunton, thanks. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the apartment and the top floor in that swanky hotel. But come on, we've established we're not speaking to the Spice Girl, but we are speaking to the, I mean, Radio 1 icon in the 90s. I listened Just to you loads of that. It was so, well, it was so weird when we ended up working together because I used to listen to you all the time. Please don't say time, when I was a kid. Though. Please don't say I used to listen to you all the time when I was a teenager. <laughs> It was when I was a teenager, yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, we're going to go to the beginning of your Amazon history, okay? Your first okay. ever order on Amazon. Oh, my God. How, I don't even know how you find that. 13 years ago, 2007, you made your first order on No Amazon. way! You, yeah, it was on the 7th of May, 2007. Can you remember what you were buying then? Absolutely no idea. Things Fall Apart. <gasps> oh, my God, that's a good one, isn't it? Chinua Achebe. Gosh, that's a good one. Tell me... 
Tell me about this book, please. What is it? Oh my God, this is an incredible book. Um, so when I went to university, I went to do drama. And uh, I got sort of half the way through the first term and thought, I quite want to do something else because this is full of strange people. And whilst there is a bit of me that's quite strange in drama, there's also a lot of me that, that loves books and reading and writing and yeah. stuff. And so I swapped to drama and English. And as part of my English um, course, we did, a, we did a big bit on uh, literature of the empire. And Chinua Atebe is, is basically... Africa's Charles Dickens. He's he writes the stories of of the day. He's 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 just an incredible. And this is a real origin story, and it's about um, oh. it's about a tribe in um, in Nigeria um, who are have this is the turn of the century. Um, so this is this is a group of people in this tribe who have structure and consequence and laws and um, strategy and morals. Um, mm. And it's a really functioning, it's a very functioning, successful tribe. And then the missionaries come. And it's a, it's a very, very short story, but it is, it is you know, touted as the African novel. Um, and it's a very short story. You'd read it in a day. It is it's yeah. one of two books that have made me cry, actually shed tears. <gasps> What's the other book that's made you cry? War Horse, Michael Morpurgo. Oh, yeah. And, and that, don't hurt animals. I know, don't, don't hurt, hurt animals. the animals. I was on the Northern Line reading that as well. It was awful. It was dead embarrassing. Good job it was all fictional. That's <laughs> yeah. really... Yeah, isn't it just... Hey, can you None imagine? None of that stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is about how um, the, about the missionaries came and des- destroyed this... Um, this amazingly, this amazing tribe, and humiliated this incredible leader in the name of mm. savagery. Um, and it was, yeah, it's incredible. You'd love it. You would love it. It's mm. that's an incredible book. So it's very I feel, dear to my heart. First of all, I feel deeply ignorant, but but happy to be educated. Yes. That I don't even know about this book. That's outrageous. I mean, look at the quote on the front of this book, Emma. Yeah. What does it say? The, the, well, it's by um, it's by I've never heard of this guy either. Nelson Mandela. Who's no, that? No, yeah. No, oh, I mean Nelson. Uh, Nelson Mandela. Um, it's an incredible quote. The writer in whose company the prison walls fell down. Yeah. Wow. It's, That's not bad, is it? It's not, it's not bad. bad. It's not a bad, it's not a bad comment. It is, it is an astonishing book. It's astonishing. It's like, it's one of those, you know, it's just one of those novels that could have been 9 million words long and it's so little and concise. But also I think, it, you know, in the light of Black Lives Matter, that we've been yeah. talking about is who writes history and then, who you know, what history we teach our kids and the fact that, you know, you don't know this book and you read, yes. read shitloads, you know? And, I've, and also that I've done uh, English throughout my education. That's what I did at university. Never, never come across this at all. Exactly. Isn't that astonishing? I mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, it's, I'm, and it's yeah. an easy read as well. It's a really easy read. So put it on your put it on your list. But um, right yeah. on it goes. Thank you very much. Three ninety nine on Kindle. Yes, please. <laughs> Love it. Love it always. Um, now tell me. You know, I'm interested that you were doing drama, but you went over to do English and drama. Did you feel like you should be doing something with a bit more rigor? Did you have some sort of academic oh, pressure bearing down on you? No, it was like so. I wasn't allowed to go to drama school because my dad said no. You can't go to drama school because that's silly. Um, and I really wanted to go to drama school, but um, I wasn't. I wasn't allowed. Uh, so the 
next best thing was that if it had a university attached to it, then I was allowed to go. So I went to Exeter to do drama, very very respected drama course and drama department there. Uh, but we, I mean, like, an, it's nothing. I'm got nothing against drama students. We spent a lot of time rolling around, um, and uh, and like, wonderful. I know extracurricular and, rolling around, or well, there was some of that up. as well, to be honest with right. you. But we spent a lot of time rolling around, um, and yeah. um, and I just I felt a bit lost by it all and I think I needed I needed something I loved I loved English and I've always loved English literature um and I just really missed it I just really missed it I just needed I just needed a bit of sanity I think in amongst me being quite a sort of provincial 18 year old with who wasn't very street savvy thrust into these this group of people that were wailing and expressing Mm. themselves through the medium of rolling around um and that's you know there have been some, some super talented people come out of our drama course and you know the artistic director of the Donmar Warehouse was in my year and all sorts of stuff like that you know Um, so it's a great drama course and some great people I'm still really really good friends but I think I was a bit flummoxed by it and I just needed some some structure yeah we did I mean there was we had a girl called Rose in our group who Rose is amazing you will have last seen her uh, running into Coventry Cathedral naked covered in um, anti-war slogans um, so you know she was a, she was a that, that was, she was a, an education. She used to live in a little caravan by the river and collect her own menstrual blood. Oh, I mean, this is the authentic <laughs> university experience, isn't it? Come on, thinking, you know, what have you been doing today, Rose? <laughs> I'll show you. No, you're all right. You're okay. Keep it in your, Am I allowed to swear? Caravan. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, okay. sure, sure. All right, sure. so yeah, we had to in our, <laughs> on our um, our final piece that we had to do in our third year. We had to do you know direct a piece of theatre and you know, create it and everything. And she, and she came, we were all watching going, Oh my God, what's she going to do? What's she going to do? And she walked on stage, stark bollock naked and said, <laughs> a woman is not just a cunt. And I was like, Oh God, I'm so going to get a third. That is brilliant. <laughs> that's all you I'm have to sure do. I'm pretty sure that is how Jim Davidson started his latest tour as well. Actually, I think that's his, I think that's his material. Gosh, Emma, there'll be people who listen to us on the, there'll be people who listen to us on magic. who will have, have hopped onto this podcast thinking there'll be some nice light entertainment before bringing on Savage Garden and we've dropped the sea bomb in the first five minutes. It's astonishing. Let's move on. 2008. Right, okay. Here we yes. go. 2008, Emma. Okay. Only three items. Oh, a bit okay. of Judy Bloom. A bit of Judy Bloom. Still into oh, the serious literature. Judy, no. Okay. So this will have been for Edie. So um, my teenager, who's now 17. So when I was a kid, I my teenage years, um, thank God. Uh, are, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Uh, is it Deanie mm. as well? Might be there. Um, and Tales of the Fourth Grade Nothing. You'll love this story. Yes, so, that's uh, what this is. Okay, so Tales of the Fourth Grade Nothing is brilliant. Um, and uh, Judy Bloom wrote some amazing sort of tween stories. Um, and mm. Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret is is like seminal book for teenage girls. She starts a period, she gets bullied, blah, blah, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, okay. and Deanie is about a young girl who has got scoliosis. And then, uh, and then Tales of the Fourth Grade Nothing is about a really annoying younger brother. Um, and it's the first time, really, as a kid, you will have read a book that is that is written from the perspective of of, of being an older sibling. 
it's not written from the perspective of being an adult. It's it, and it's mm. just so spot on. It's absolutely bang on. Um, and so I gave these to Edie and she read them and she liked them so much. She wrote to Judy Bloom and guess what? <gasps> Judy Bloom no. wrote back. Yes. No she, way. Yes, she did. She wrote back. Um, and it was, it was one of those moments where you just go, oh man, this is, this is the key that's going to unlock her love of reading. I'm so grateful for the woman for doing that. So, you know. That's amazing. And and did you keep the letter? Yeah, 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 yeah. She's got it upstairs in her in her Dini book. So she's got it up there in one of her books, yeah. How lovely Fantastic. is that? That's so cool. Do that you- is so lovely. It's so it must be so wonderful though to be a writer or any kind of creator and to get those letters from people and to think, do you know what? If I take 10 minutes out now, then I can really just inspire someone and just hand on a little bit of the magic. And it's just, yeah, that's so fantastic when people do that because they don't always. No, God, absolutely not. Do you write back to all your fans? <laughs> yeah, I do. Please leave me alone. That's what I say. I say, I say, please, uh, please get in touch with Emma B. She's much more likely to send you a signed autograph. Do you still get asked for signed? Do you get asked for signed photos? Yeah, it was a real thing, wasn't it, back in the nineties. And yeah, so we, well, I, in fact, I've got, I've got it here. I'm right by the side of my desk because I need a constant ego boost because <laughs> I'm so fragile. I have to keep it by my desk. So I've got it by my desk here. My first Radio One card. So this is oh, a th- really? my, yeah the, my first ever Radio One card, and I was 25, 24, 25. and I was so wow. nervous. I was so excited, and I and I had that photo shoot. Um, the same day that they gave me my pair of headphones and uh, Radio One, you got when you got your contract signed. Um, you got a pair of headphones and they'd written your name on it. And I phoned my no mom way. and I was in floods of tears. Going, oh my God, I've made it, mom, I've made it. I've got my headphones and a photo card. That was it. So. Oh my God. Yeah, we used to, we used to do the road shows, didn't we? We used to chuck them out everywhere. Everybody would like come and get them for you. Yes, no, I know. I think I remember writing off uh, to Radio 1. For, oh, actually, no, no offence, please don't leave the call because I need you for the podcast, but for Mark and Lard, please don't. <laughs> oh, did you? Mm, I love Mark and Nard. I was obsessed with Mark and Nard. Well, well you um, might well, be you, one you of work the... with me, Emma. Yeah, I have no, a similar sense of humour. You do. You might have <laughs> been one of the people because I used to stand in for Mark and Nard quite often, and they're loyal fans. Oh my god, you used to get an absolute grilling from them. Who the fuck are you? Where's Mark and Nard? <laughs> they're dry and northern, and you're just really bubbly and annoying. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, it was good training for us to stand in for Ronan and Harriet when we did, wasn't and, it? You know, sitting in for them at breakfast, got to be ready so... for their loyal following. <laughs> The classic, where Ronan? There's always that person. Every t- every single time I sit in for Ronan Keating, the same person tweets, where Ronan? Where Ronan? Where Ronan? I just replied, don't know. Um, all right, good. Bit of Judy Bloom there. Tales of her fourth grade, nothing. Uh, a ringing endorsement there from MMB. Also, the choral collection, the Cambridge Singers, uh, John yeah. Rutter, the 25th of September, 2008. Like a bit of... Nice bit of quiet choral, choral just, music. Um, I do. We got married. When we got married, we had um, some uh, some choral music. Um, I don't know why I bought this though. I'm not sure okay. why I bought this. I'm just well, trying to. No, I don't know why I bought that one particularly. We don't always have to remember why we it. buy things, Emma. You don't. You don't need to think of excuses. No, I don't uh, think I. Do. I, I don't know why that is. Okay, I quite like choral music. I think that Christmas has um, unfairly got a bit of a monopoly on choral music. And like, whenever we listen to carols from Kings uh, on Christmas <gasps> Eve, I'm always like, I love this shit. Why don't I have this shit in my life all year long? It's wonderful. That's and really then, funny that ev- you say that. Go on. Because my dad, you know, I said, I get, I get emails, don't I, from my dad. I get emails like on a daily basis from my dad. And my dad is yeah. obsessed with uh, Kings at Christmas. Um, yes. And he's written, he's, he's just, he's just emailed me yesterday saying that he'd written two 
the choir master um, to check that it was going to be going on this Christmas because oh, wow. <laughs> he was worried about the social distancing and he was just like, well, I can't, I mean, it has to go on. We can't, we can't have Christmas without, without uh, the King's. Uh, without the king singer so uh, yeah he's he right. sent me an email and saying i've just said i've i've I've, lo- I've logged on and found who to write to so i'll let you know when they get back to us <laughs> could you Thanks, imagine Dad. the choir master at king's just like right what are you doing i've just got some admin to do i've got a mr mr wilson on the line here I just need to or mr b i suppose it should be yeah, yeah. Um, so so he'll have to He'll have to reply. Do you think he'll get a reply back? He gets a reply from everyone. My dad writes to everyone. Me and my dad used to write to everyone. And so he he gets a reply. He just told me yesterday he'd just written to Keir Starmer. So, um, really? He'd just written to Keir Starmer asking for a job yesterday. So, Did he um, say, what, what kind of job does he want with Keir Starmer? He wants to build houses. He's really good. He used to be a Labour, he was a Labour councillor, you see, for many years, my dad. So um, <sighs> so he, is he a fan of, of the Starmer, the Starmer he, Trump? He's, he's, he's reserving judgment at the moment. But the thing is, is that... If you write to your MP, they have to write back to you. They are obliged to write back to you. So it might oh, take forever, right. but that's yes. why everybody, when you feel when you are when you care about something and you're angry about something, that's why you have to write to your MP. You have to because if you just fill up their inboxes, fill up their inbox, mm. they have to get back to you and they have to do something yes. about it. Pebble dash your MP with admin. That's exactly. God, I love that. I love that. But this is what we're learning. Obviously, it's a family trait. Your, you know, your daughter's writing letters to Judy Bloom. That's inherited from her granddad. There you go. You always write the letter, guys. Always Just be, in Hollywood. Yeah. Always take the meeting. In Britain, always write the letter. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Um, 28th of April, 2009. Passos one student book, a first course in Spanish. A little bit of Spanish. <gasps> oh, there. isn't that course? interesting? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's really that's. Oh, this is really nice. It's a really nice <laughs> thing to do. Um, that is because that was the year we moved to Ibiza. So um, we we moved to Ibiza for um, a little while, for just under two years, and we'd been thinking about it. The, the, the baby was he was just about one. Edie was five. Um, I'd just finished working. I, I'd gone back to work. And I was working at Heart on drive time and it was killing me. And I was spending yeah. four hours a day in the in the car driving backwards and forwards and Traveling and Damien was um, had just got a really good swanky job at a, a, an agent for DJs. Um, Jesus! And how old were how old were Edie and, and so Billy Edie was about five and Billy was oh. was just walking. So Eesh. we just you know it was one of those things though you just make a, a decision on a penny and we just went. Mm. Should we just go to Ibiza? Um, and uh, we did. So we went and we rented a house and uh, the. Kids, Billy ran around with no clothes on for a year, two, eighteen months to a year, two years. His first two words were Catalan, um, and Edie went to a French school where they spelt French in the classroom and they spoke Spanish in the playground and learnt how to speak French really well and swear a lot in Spanish. Uh, huh. And I didn't do very much at all. And then occasionally I'd go and do a radio show at one of their radio stations there and just rock up with a bag of records and play some records overlooking. Um, you know, the, the San Antonio Bay. And I fell back in love with radio then. Um, and it was Amazing. glorious. It, it like, we were skint. We were so penniless when we yeah, came back. That, that, was, that was a question that was on the way. Don't worry. That was that question's on the horizon and it's running towards us. What, I mean, this is just completely wonderful. And your your family must have just yes. been like, uh, what are you doing? Thanks. 
Yeah, they did. They did. I don't think they, I think they probably expected it at some point. I think, you know, mum and dad had, had always sort of hinted it, you know, that they thought it was on the horizon. And my dad was always quite encouraging about going abroad and, you know, do do something like that once. You don't have to do it forever, but go and live abroad. And Good it advice. Is, it's an incredible experience. And I felt, and it's really, I think it's really had a massive impact on me about the way I feel about Brexit, for example. And, you know, I felt so part of Europe and the kids would, you know, end up because it's such a melting pot of people from all over the world. You know, Edie's ended up with friends from uh, South America and Germany. And, you know, she would stand in this queue of people going into her classroom and she'd, you know, the girl in front of her would speak Dutch to her mum and then speak to her dad in German and her mum in English. And then she'd turn around and have a conversation with her two friends in French. And I was just like, this is incredible. This is just ace. It's so fulfilling and so brilliant that she's got this perspective of the world. This is the world is, you know, we're all in it. And you had zero paperwork to fill out to, to, you know, sorry, sorry to bring this to admin. That is, that is quite, that is quite almost (laughs) tawdry of me to do it, but it's true. This is the thing that's going to stop people. Let's not get onto a Brexit bandwagon here. Cause to be honest, Emma, I think 99.9% of people listening are kind of on the same page as us with this. But I, uh, you know, that idea that you can just go, uh, next week we're going, I've rented a place. Two years off. Let's go. Let's do this. I, I really want. I just want to know about it's that. It's going to be impossible. It, I, it reminds me of the feeling. There's a, at the moment. Uh, there's a new word that's hit the English language. The moment when you take your mask off and take that first breath is now called an airgasm. <gasps> so, I haven't, so, but it is true. It is so true. Th- this feels like your life airgasm. You took off the mask of constraints of responsibilities and work and and corporate radio work and all that sort of stuff, and you just flew to Ibiza. It's an incredible thing to do. It's when and got spangled for two years while the kids <laughs> ran around doing absolutely nothing. It was genius. <laughs> Hello, my name's Beth Murray, and if you'd like to hear funny people talk about giving birth, then have I got the podcast for you. Poor Richard, he made the (laughs) schoolboy (laughs) error of standing up to see the baby while I was on the operating table, and I think that's really not recommended. (laughs) You were scarred for life, he was scarred for life. In the latest series of One Torn Every Minute, a whole labour ward of new guests tell me their birth stories in hilarious and graphic detail. Gas and air can suck my... That's one torn every minute. Available now on all good podcast platforms. I suppose you wouldn't do it at all, would you, if you really thought about it? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ooh, I don't want to hear no more crying. Just come on, let me know what you've been buying. Okay, so Emma, you have yes. gone to Ibiza. Uh, the Venga bus came and picked you up, presumably. I don't know. And uh, now we're in 2010 and we can see what well, we can see that there are kids involved. Uh, okay. We can see things like trademark collections in the night garden wheelie bag. Oh, gorgeous. <laughs> in the night garden don't you it's so strange because i miss when my boys were old enough to watch in the yeah. night garden but at the same time at the time i was so very very tired and miserable oh do you know what as well so this is uh, i remember i remember billy opening that on christmas day because it was a christmas oh. day present and he opened yes. it on christmas day i have never I, rem- I will never forget his face he was beside himself he was beside himself not only that it was in the night garden but this this was this was his suitcase because he you know he'd been traveling but this was yes. his own suitcase um and he i mean i think he took it with him everywhere for about 3 months <laughs> It was just so nice, and he just he just walked around the house with it for ages and ages and ages. It was it was lovely. Yeah, I don't want to go back there though. Absolutely no <laughs> way. That was the hardest work I've ever done. I cannot even begin. I, all I remember, my main memories of the years 2012 to about 2016 were actually fuck it, 2019 were just sweating. Constantly sweating because <laughs> you are physically things are being demanded of you all the time. Jump up here, run in there, go and get that. It's like running a B and B, but instead yeah. of humans, just monkeys flying all over the place. A B and B for monkeys. That's essentially uh, what it reminded me of. I um, also in the night garden. It really reminds me of uh, the moment at the end when they all do a big dance together. Do you remember? Oh that yes, it's gorgeous mm-hmm. and. And they all go to one side of the screen, and they all go to the other <laughs> screen. And whenever we used to watch that with with my eldest, he would insist on everyone in the house having to get in the room. So sometimes, if no, oh, no, oh, oh, oh my on, god, hang, hang on a second, wait a minute, the dogs have gone crazy. Oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, right, get out! Kill. <laughs> that wasn't Boo doing that, was it? No, no that was Berry. That's the rescue pug that's underneath my feet most of the time. Getting rid of, oh, right. But, but when he barks, there. when he barks, it's really funny because, you know, pugs have got a tail that goes up. And when he barks, his bottom goes in and out. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, quite... you can see little barky prolapses. <laughs> it's really, it's quite fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, nothing more Edie's. compelling to watch than a than a barky wink. Uh, oh God! Um, all right, good. So, uh, dogs, assholes, and uh, in the night garden aside, let's move on. That's two thousand and ten. There we go. Fine. Yeah, brilliant. Um, two thousand and eleven. We've got a bit of Harry Potter stuff going on. Okay. Uh, we've got Angelina Ballerina. Oh, oh look okay. At, yeah. Oh, look, this is nice. We've got a sledge. You've ordered a sledge. Ultrasport Kids Davos Wooden Sledge. Oh, yes. Well, there is that thing, isn't there? Um, did we take that? No, yeah, there is that. Because we would, so we were, oh, yes. So we were living, we'd come back from um, Ibiza and we were living in a house um, near to where we live now, but it was on a really big hill and there were lots uh-huh. of woods. And um, I think there was that, that mo- it was it went pretty fast. There was, there were, there's lots of sledging opportunities around us. But you I always see. have the thing is with 
snow and the UK, unless you are in, you know, the far north and beautiful bits of Scotland, mm. um, you know, it starts to snow and the kids, you go up into the loft, get there because we're lucky enough to be skiing a few times in life. So the kids get like all dressed up in a woolly hat and gloves that are too big and trousers. Are you go outside and there's yeah. like an inch of snow yeah. and you're yeah. always managing that disappointment for the kids like, we can definitely sledge in this. <laughs> it's, we're going to be, we're going to be snowed in for months. Oh, it's yeah. gone. There's nothing just- there. I think it's such an important part of national characteristic that, that you know, you go up, you, you come out dressed like Edmund Hillary in time yeah. for spring. That's essentially what happens. But, and, and, and the, our climate is so cruel to us in so many sort of yeah. pass-ag ways that it makes us who we are. It makes us the deeply cynical, jaded, disappointed species that the British are. I think it's, it's rather wonderful. Um, talking of which, no better emblem of the British species uh, than the bowler hat that you've got here on the 28th of October, a black felt bowler hat. Ah, okay. I know what that's for. I know what Come that's on. for. That was a fancy dress party where we, me and Damien went dressed as the guys from Clockwork Orange. <gasps> wow. <laughs> how, okay. how bohemian is that? That's that is good. That is good. Did you, what, did yeah. you drink milk all night? We drank milk all night. We wore the braces. I remember painting the, you know, the eyes on. We had the uh, the braces. That Yeah, it was really good. And I, I fucking hate fancy dress parties. I just hate them. I absolutely yeah. hate them. Somebody says fancy dress to me and I'm like, oh, I'm not going. I'm just not going. Yeah. I'm not going. Um, and the annoying thing agree. is, is that every single time that I have been corrosed and persuaded into going, I've had a ball. I've had an absolute ball. <laughs> It's been brilliant. That's, that's a bit like me with doing anything after about 10 p.m. <laughs> yes, exactly. It, it, it's the tr- it's just true, isn't it? And I I still don't learn. Whenever there's anything on, whether it's a stag do or a wedding or just a big night out, and I go, no, no, this is going to be awful. Always have a great time, Emma. Always well, have a great time. You know, maybe it's an inbuilt strategy. You know, it's everything's a bonus. But um, that was a, that mm. was a good one. That was a really good one. Okay. Uh, all right, let's move on. Come on, let's let's see what we've got next as we trawl our way through Emma B's uh, purchase history. Lots of lovely things for kids. Oh, this is nice. Yellow streamers, August 2012 now. You know streamers with a little stick and then you can, little kids run around and they twiddle them in the air and it looks oh, like, yes. You know, Okay, Lovely. so this was this is when Billy, who's our youngest, this is when mm. his his dance dancing talents kind of started to emerge. He was doing gymnastics at the time, um, mm. and uh, always wanted to do rhythmic gymnastics with the girls. Um, so those streamers are the, the, they're like the ribbons that you use in display gymnastics. So he yes. would, yeah. So he'd run around the house doing, pretending to be um, a rhythmic gym, gymnast and doing um, twirly things. They look a little bit like you're turning the air into italics. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. It, it's almost like the paperclip on Microsoft Word popping up and just going, "Oh, I'm going to yeah. italicize oxygen." It's just, it's a strange thing. Um, Billy was at, was how old at this point when he started showing this? Well, he was, he's, dance. well, he's always, da- he's always wanted, he always wanted to dance. So he danced as a, a little boy, a little boy when he was sort of three or four years old. And, but then oh. at that age, it's all sort of good toes, pointy toes, bad toes, good toes, bad toes. Um, mm. And, uh, you know, he, he was, uh, as, as any little boy, as you well know, he just needed to chuck himself around a bit more. So we didn't, yeah. we stopped the ballet and he went to gymnastics. And this is just hilarious because 
you don't you never really know if your kid's any good at something do you you just never really know i mean you have you uh-huh. you know you know whether they're smart at school or stuff but you know they when they're really little anyway so he goes to this first gymnastics competition and it, i have no experience of competitions i have no experience of gymnast, gymnastics at all there are parents there that are writing down the scores of every other child. They're, oh, vid- they're videoing it and stuff like that so they can, you know. Well, you wouldn't get, wouldn't get away with that anymore. No, you wouldn't do that Bloody anymore. No, hell. exactly. No, yeah. So we're watching. Anyway, it seems to go pretty well. And he does this little routine with a handstand and a forward roll and some bits and pieces. And, and, and we're, well done, Billy. Oh, it's so brave. It's so brave. It's very good. Lovely. Well done. <laughs> and they're sitting down like this and they're giving out the prizes. Um, and it goes in fifth place, in fourth place, in third place. And me and Damien are like, oh, is it? And we're literally bending down to pack the bag to go. <laughs> and he yeah. goes, and in first place is Billy Wilson. Oh. And he looks at me and he looks at my dad. He looks at daddy, sorry, Damien. And he looks yeah. at his teacher and they all go, <gasps> And do you know what he did? He got up and he walked up onto the podium, number, you know, gold medal podium, put his hand up like they do in gymnastics, <laughs> like he'd been there a thousand times. And oh it was, we word. were like, wow, oh my God. So Damien sitting there going, that's my son. That's my son. <laughs> and everyone's looking at Damien, who's this monster going, no, mate, absolutely not. Impossible. Impossible. <laughs> exactly. Um, that is gorgeous. And of course now, I mean, it's probably worth sort of mentioning where, where's Billy got to now with the, I mean, obviously he put all the gymnastics and the dancing away, didn't he? And that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, all, yeah, 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 yeah. He packed it all up. No, so, uh, he did not. Um, and he is a very, he's a very um, determined, he's one of the most determined little people I've ever met in my life. So he managed to get himself at the Royal Ballet School. So he is now in year eight at the Royal Ballet School and will be doing, um, we hope anyway, Nutcracker this year. He was, uh, pl- he danced with, um, Marianne Nunez and um, Vadim, principal dancers in Don Quixote uh, last year at the Royal Opera House. So he's, um, yeah, we're very, we're very, we're very proud of him. He works his socks off. He works his absolute he's, socks off. And um, he's a really special kid. He's a really special kid. You, you a both pain your kids in the are. Arse, and I mean, obviously, <laughs> yeah. By special, I mean massive, massive pain in the ass. Um, and. <laughs> You know, any any chance of him changing to English and drama? Probably not, I think. Probably Probably not. Probably not. I don't know. You know what? It's You learn they're very little and it's a very, very long road. Um, And uh, the the parents further up the school will always tell you that every year is a bonus. Um, So you just take it a day at a time. You just take it a day at a time. And regardless of whether he is dancing um, as an an adult, it's it's an incredible school. And... He's he's having an incredible experience. So hopefully that will all contribute to him being a very rounded individual. Well, really well. <laughs> that and that and Ibiza, I tell you what. <laughs> he's gonna be an absolute dude. It, it is um how does it work as he goes through the school then? Do do kids drop out or do they do they boot kids out? How, how brutal yeah, is no, it? they they um I yeah, some kids um, it's not for them, um, right. and uh, there is there are um, from there are at certain years assessments um, to 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 make sure that that they're still right and that they still want to do it. And you know, it's it's a really difficult. It's a really really difficult. There's only I mean, there's 28 of them in the entire year, so there's there's 14 boys from all over the world, um, <sighs> and you know they. So this year and this year the. The number of kids, you know, if you go, if you look further up the school, there's, you know, uh, to the the people who've just graduated in their final year at Covent Garden, yeah. um, 
there's like two or three that came from year seven. So there's, you know, you, there's, there's the, I mean, he's doing 10 hour days. They get up and they do two hours of dance. They have a full school day. They do two hours of dance. They dance on a Saturday. So it's like anything elite, you know, if you were, if you were, if you were competing at 14, 13, 14 in swimming or in football, um, when you're at the sharp end of that, the, the, the amount of work is considerable and, and it isn't yeah. for everybody. And, it, and you know, you, you, we just have to listen to him and he'll tell us. And, you know, when your kid's not happy and at the moment, I mean, you know, I spoke to him yesterday. That was the first time I'd spoken to him in three days. He was just like that. I've been busy. Will you stop <laughs> nagging me? Can you send me some more tuck, please? And like this. Oh, it's so, amazing. Oh, yeah. my gosh. He's a very lucky That's... little boy, but he's worked damn hard for it. And, um, and whatever happens is fine by us. Yeah, of course, of course. Just as long as he ends your fortune and he's your pension. Okay, cool. Um, so just tell him that, yeah. Billy, Absolutely. Billy, come on. Exactly. <laughs> we like to listen to toast And we're not the kind who would boast And even in spite of the host We still like to listen to toast la, la, la. All right, okay. So 2014 comes along. Yes. And uh, what have we got here? We've got some, I mean, this is pretty standard, some creative multimedia speakers. I mean, let's not dwell too hard on that, shall we? No. April 2014, um, resistance loops for oh, home God. gym. Uh, oh, my God. Just giant plastic bands, basically. You know, the thing is, if you added plastic up bands. the amount of money I have spent on trying, on just on Amazon alone, on on home videos to get fit, Just get liposuction. Bands, I'm like, literally, I could have I could have had a full on body liposuction <laughs> with a facelift and a new pair of tits for the amount of money that I got. <laughs> love it. I love it. Ten minute trainer, Tony Horton's workout for the <laughs> busiest people fitness DVD program. Sixty-six quid, Emma. It's so bad and it's still there. And I think I used it about four times. This is what happens. It's, it's, was it sixty-six pounds? Yes. Shit me, yes. that's bad. Oh, that's terrible. <gasps> Let that's this so podcast cool. be a lesson to you, Emma. This is what this is becoming increasingly a mission on this show. It is for people to to have a moment of reflection when they look at what they've bought on Amazon and go, do you know what? I don't need to buy this stuff. So it's appropriate <laughs> enough, Emma, that we are recording this on Amazon Prime Day. And when yes, we started we the podcast, you were going, Oh, sorry, I'm distracted because I've just seen something I want to buy. <laughs> don't forget, guys, if you're out there browsing right now, chances yeah. are you'll use it twice. You don't need it. You don't oh need it. dear. I was just about to uh, buy an, uh, some uh, some face cream that was eighty one pounds. Oh, for oh. God's sake! I know, right? So bad. Eighty one quid for some face cream. Know, click, oh. click, presents, presents. <laughs> yeah, well, that's. Oh, that, do you know what? It's funny you should say that because my wife has started Christmas shopping on Prime Day. She's already bought her mum a present right now. Oh that's God, happened. really? Now, yeah, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Know, let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. Okay. Um, all right, okay. Uh, 2015 now, Emma B. Uh, we've got a dog and field rope gun dog slip lead, a lovely lead for a hound. Oh, Very nice. That was the arrival of Boo, you see? That oh, was the, well, he was boy. only, he was probably only a year then. Yeah, he was only a year, but they get big quick, don't they? So, yeah. uh, yes, this is Boo, our chocolate Labrador, who is, gorgeous. Who is so gorgeous. His ear smell of Marmite. Oh, I mean, not for everyone, but certainly for me. I, <laughs> I love, okay. yeah, well, we've bonded. We've bonded over dogs before, haven't we? And your gorgeous um, yes. Polly. Um, yes. Who, was it, was it her birthday recently? 
No, but it's it's Polly's birthday is at the beginning of November, November the 5th. Okay. And for the first time this year, she probably will be okay because she's terrified of fireworks, but uh, she's got quite deaf. So actually, she probably won't hear them. So it's quite good, really. But she's she's going to be 14. She's going to be 14. She's, that's a good age. That is a good age I for know. a dog. I know. And do you know what? Here's the thing. Touch wood. She's, yeah. Please touch wood. She's she's still going strong. She's not like she trots along. She drags a bit sometimes, but she's still in you know relatively good nick. I don't know. I think, are you are, are you know. able are you able to talk at all about what I mean? Are you gonna do, what what will you do? Is will she will you? Because I've decided that I would quite like to have Boo's paws stuffed. Is that controversial? <laughs> What do you mean his paws stuff? He's got really beautiful paws. So well, you can, you're going to get the vet I've to run... lop his paws off and <laughs> keep a paw, him, like a lucky a mascot. I don't know. You, I could just barbaric. Go, it's not. People do it all the time. I, I mean, would really like to just have a plaque of his paws. I could just go and stroke them and remember. You wouldn't do that with I mean, a human, would you? Remember, remember the, my mother's hands that held me once. See, oh, there yeah. are hands there on next next to the stag on the wall. Lovely stuff. <laughs> right. You wouldn't do that. I think that's that's brutal. No, I, I don't. I can't bear to think about it. Honestly, you know, we had an incident yes. not long ago where yes. she it looked like she was dying and uh, it looked like she'd had a series of strokes oh. and um, she couldn't walk properly and she was falling over. And we had the moment in the front hall uh, on a Saturday. Saturday morning, I was on the radio for God's sake. So I was having yes. to nip upstairs and say, Hey guys, that's the Bee Gees. Here's Abba. And then run downstairs and hold my, as I believed then, oh, dying no. dog. Yeah, it was really awful. And we had the kids gathered around saying goodbye to her and and really bad because it was really obvious that she was very, very poorly. And went to the vets, turns out it was a dizzy spell. She was absolutely fucking fine, the little <laughs> sod head. So by lunchtime, Beth and I were like, I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna drink too. Let's get fucking shit faced. Yes, let's. Bloody ridiculous. Bloody ridiculous. They get in your hearts, man. They do. They get in your hearts. It's terrible. They really do. And it's, um, yeah, it's a bugger to get them out, to be honest. Um, Mm. So, uh, 2015, though, look at this. Uh, Grand Union Canal, Birmingham to Milton Keynes. Pearson's (gasps) Canal Companion. (laughs) Bloody hell, Emma. You are growing old gracefully. Grand Union, Oxford and South East. Someone... Someone has hit the canals. Are you are you it, fully barged up? What happened? Seriously, man, that was the best holiday we've ever had. I, it was I'm so- desperate to do this. Can I just say, cards yeah. on the table straight off the bat. I am desperate, right, to to get a canal, to get a, a barge boat and to get onto a canal with Beth and the kids and the dog. She is resisting heavily. So what's can you the, What's the objections? Me, what's the... Okay, right. So this is, this is literally the best holiday we've ever had. So number one, you can't get many people on there. So it's just you. You don't have to talk to anybody else around a pool um, or at a bar. You just, it's just the four of you. Okay. It's cozy. It's gorgeous. Um, You have to, you have to do stuff. So you're, you don't have to rely on keeping each other entertained because you have to do stuff like steer the Mm. boat and open locks and the kids, (sighs) the the whole, the whole, the whole, you know, the, the, the deal of opening locks with the kids, and the the keysy, the son, they have to get out the boat and they have to, you know, come and it's just great. And you get to see the British countryside from a completely different angle, which is amazing. Often mm. uh, the barges go past incredible pubs, lots of pubs. Uh, mm. The dog can walk along, Polly can walk alongside. You go to four miles an hour, you know, oh you don't race God. anywhere. And the best thing about it is, right, when you've got kids, canals are like a foot deep. <laughs> They're not like... Oh, yeah. oh, right. So if they fall, so can I chuck a couple of kids in for lols? There's no, not for lols. But it's not, it's, they're like, you literally, I could, even, uh, Damien could stand up in most of the canals. You I could stand up. Know. Canals, 
God, Emma, if there's one thing I've learned from this podcast, <laughs> canals are quite shallow. They're quite shallow. Um, I yeah, had so- no idea. I, I sort of assumed that they were, you know, vast trenches, like Mariana Trench. No. Kind of don't, go, don't fall in. And, and I mean, bearing in mind, me and my wife are often looking for anything to be anxious about. So the idea <laughs> of pushing a narrow tin along a death uh, puddle didn't appeal but you've really changed that all around it's great and then in the evening you see and there's nothing the kids love that idea of being cocooned up in something oh, that's not so a house yes. uh, and you wake up in the morning and it's a bit cold and it's a bit damp and they're cuddled up in their duvets and they walk they're working outside and they're in the open air and they're on water yeah. and it's amazing and then you go down those really long tunnels where we can do echo games with them for ages and then in the evening you have fray bentos steak and kidney pies and red wine it's it's slow it's stodgy it's cold, it's outdoors, it's just, it's everything about it is brilliant, it's perfect. And and obviously the big question is that really will seal the deal. So you did yeah. this in 2015. How many more times have you been on a barge holiday since then? Okay, so we are planning, um, no, we actually went, <laughs> <laughs> we have, we went on another boat holiday. We have been on two boat holidays and that You're was up to, in okay. Scotland. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but we, I'm just, we were just looking again because it is, I will, we will be going again for sure. I sort of just want to come and join your family. Is that weird? Can I do that? No, but this time, this time, I'm not sure we're going to, we won't, because the kids are going, are getting older now. What I fancy yeah. doing with Damien, what we're looking take at. Take my kids, take my fucking kids, <laughs> take my kids to Scotland, please, Emma, please. Oh God. <clears throat> no chance. Mine are leaving home. Mine are, I've nearly got rid of them both. Oh. Um, is going down the Canal du Midi, right down the centre of France, at, on our own at three miles an hour. Just having like you know what are the two what are the what are the guy the actors are oh, the amazing actors that do the boat uh, series Rob Brydon and Steve Coogan no uh, no no um, um, oh oh God the Wests um, yes the Wests uh, um, yes oh gosh hang on it's wonderful Simon so the, the the canal trip uh, with uh, those guys. It, Will, my eldest, got completely addicted to watching that show. Really? When he was about six years old. He just couldn't. He's like, Daddy, can we watch the Canal Show again, please? Because they're just Prunella Scales. Prunella Scales. And, and, uh, and is it Samuel West? Samuel. No, Samuel's, Samuel's the son, isn't it? Or is it Samuel? Oh, Timothy. Timothy, Timothy West. Timothy, yeah. yeah. Um, they're um, just gorgeous. He yeah. just drives and she reads out poetry. It's oh. really lovely. Do you know, I, I, I felt a deep, deep envy when you suggested that. That just sounds yeah. fantastic. Mm, yeah, it's going to happen. It really should. It really. Will you promise me you'll do that, please? And I will. you know that will help you get rid of empty nest. And also having you know your house and your life, it's not really going to be an empty nest. It's more going to be like a sort of empty, uh, empty nightclub. You know, just the kind well, of you need listen, to fill it with stuff. Tom, I'm sending both my kids into the creative arts. I mean, they're never going to leave fucking home, are they? They're always no. going to be here. Yeah, that's true. That's great. That's, that's clever. Good. Very yes. clever. If you love your kids, if you really love your yes. kids, send them into those industries and you will see them every day for the rest of your life. Exactly. Um, all right, come on. We've got to move on now because we're going okay. to start running out of time. Uh, a quick stop on the uh, 3rd of February 2016. You spent £347.95. pence. pounds and ninety-five pence on... Oh, God. The Hammer Crosstech XTR Programmable Cross Trainer. Oh my God, don't bring that up. Oh no. Emma. Oh God. How how Um, often have you used it? I haven't got it anymore. Um, I sold it on eBay. Um, (laughs) It was literally, I couldn't, oh God, I feel so bad about that. I'm so embarrassed. Um, uh, Yeah, that was, uh, (laughs) there's no excuse. Damien literally went berserk at me. 
um, and was so angry. He was so angry. Where is it going to bloody go? And I'm like, don't be so cross. It's going to sit in the dining room and I go to work out every day. Um, and and I and I remember doing it like a Facebook post saying, look, this is what I bought. This is so exciting. And about 25 people uh, posted back, oh, you're going to do that thing, aren't you, where you never use it and then you sell it and stick it in the garage. And I was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm going to use it all the time. Um, and yeah, and I, I never, I mean, I never used it. I never used it. I couldn't work it out. It wasn't the one. I never used it. It was bought and I lost money on it and I'm ashamed. I am ashamed. <laughs> Emma, just so you know, um, yeah. I have annotated most of what you've just said and okay. written that as a review in your account for the Hammer Crosstech XTR programmable cross train. So my overall rating is three stars. Uh, add a headline. It made my husband mad. Write your review. I bought this and all of my friends on Facebook told me I'd never use it. They were right. I never, ever, ever used it. I couldn't work it out. I sold it at a loss. I feel shame. Submit. That is <laughs> Oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> Sharing Dreadful. our truth on the podcast and with the Amazon community. That's it's important. important. Um, all right, Emma, here's what we're going to do. We're going to dive into the present now, okay? Yes. We are going to have a quick little little look at your lockdown, all right? Let's see what you've been up to mm. in 2020, okay? okay? And uh, straight away, I can see something you just bought, in fact, which I adore. The, mer- the Murder of Roger Ackroyd, which is a Poirot uh, yes. novel by Agatha Christie. One of my favourite uh, Agatha Christie's, that one. Have you? Is that for you? Are you going to read that? Yeah, it is. It is for me. It is for me. I'm doing so much reading. I'm really enjoying my books at the moment. But my, I've got a very, very good friend, dear friend called Sean, um, who is a TV director, and he uh, had a show on Channel 5 on Saturday that you can still watch on Catch Up, uh, celebrating 100 years of Agatha Christie. Um, oh. And, yeah, so he 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 directed and uh, edited that. And ha- after having spoken, because we do the Book Club podcast, don't we, for, for Magic? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And um, we, we've spoken to some amazing people. And I had the great honour of speaking to Anthony Horowitz recently, who was also on the show. And I so I went back and read some more of Anthony's um, incredible crime fiction novels. Yes, yes. He's um, writing Poirot, isn't he? He's writing Poirot and has written for Midsummer. I mean, he's written for everybody. But he mm. uh, and um, he he said on this show um, that that Sean did. They interviewed him, and he said that the murder of Roger Ackroyd is one of the best crime fiction novels ever written. It was, yes. and and I don't know what the twist is, uh, but oh, it, it's it so has good. yeah, it has this incredible <laughs> twist by all accounts. And I love the fact that I don't know, but it's such a famous book, and it was really the book that catapulted Agatha Christie into sort of superstardom. So yes, um, yes I is I it's I, it hasn't arrived yet, so I'm looking forward to oh, that. Oh, it's much. so forward to, it. and it's the yes. definition of uh, cozy crime as well. That thing where we read these books just to sort of hide away and snuggle up and yes. you know get on get on the uh, barge even when it's even in our own <gasps> home oh, and just hide it. away with these yes. things. most cover yourself in cushions when you read it um, yeah. a bit weird bit weird on the 3rd of October so very recently as well yeah. maybe this is to help while you read okay. um, The Murder of Roger Ackroyd uh, you've bought artificial blood capsules for <laughs> recreating a massacre I didn't see the recreating a massacre bit they have arrived they've <laughs> So they are for Billy, um, and who is TikTok crazy. And on TikTok at the moment, as we come up to Halloween, there are these amazing TikToks that loads of people are doing, whereby they kind of, uh, I don't know what, there's there's a catchphrase for it, but they basically do two shots. And what these kids can do in terms of editing in the space of three minutes is incredible. But, you know, they're really well constructed 
ideas and sometimes they'll work at it for a whole day and then yeah, they'll just put it together. Good storytelling, man. It's teaching amazing. them storytelling. Yeah, it's really yeah, yeah. very cool. Anyway, so there's a, there's, it's a transformation TikTok. So you, you get the beginning of it and then you get a flash of these faces, these horrid, grotesque faces, um, these Halloween faces. So he's coming because he, he boards and he, so he's coming home um, and yeah. we're gathering because he, he, he's, you know, drama oozing out of every orifice so um he's yeah so he's he asked for some blood capsules to be able to do some tiktoks to create a tiktok video i see right okay in terms of the requests you get from your child can i uh what's that fake blood yes darling see you soon bye-bye what what does billy want fake blood of course he does um do you want beans with that (laughs) uh yeah it's vegan blood it'll be fine let's go for the final uh object now emma and um hopefully there's a good reason why you bought this uh the adults this is a good start isn't it adult Hmm? yeah adult (laughs) roman helmet with feathers with feathers with feathers fancy dress hat Accessory: The men's adult Roman general gladiator Spartan fighter fancy dress costume. Now I should say, Emma, it's very important that I say this is in July when there are no fancy dress parties on. So you and Damien have some answering to do, please. Oh my God. So this is in lockdown, right? And yes. we were all trying very hard at work to be creative on our social media channels. Right. Um, and... Uh, we live in. Uh, we're very lucky. We've got lo- lots of open space, and the uh, the, f- the fields around us were full of wheat. Right? Um, so you wanted to do a Theresa May, did you? I, <laughs> no, I was going to do a Gladiator. So I was because I do a really good Russell Crowe impression in Gladiator. So <laughs> <laughs> so, so I phoned in my friend Pammy, who's also a TV director. Go, Pammy, would you come and film me being a Roman Gladiator in the field near where we live? She's like, What the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, Just come and film me like this. Just come and film me. Um, and I tried it on a couple of times. I never got up the courage to go and stand in the farmer's field dressed as a Roman gladiator doing my impression of Russell Crowe. Like touching the corners, he's, you know, walking off to, to, to be with his wife at the very end again. I I am so sad that you didn't do this. Why didn't you go and do it? You Unbelievable. Because the- I, and then I put it on and realised that I looked like a proper knob and would probably, <laughs> I would probably get arrested. But it's and the, th- the awful thing is we're having our bedroom decorated at the moment. Well, we're doing we're decorating the bedroom and it's just it's on it's by the side of the bed. I mean, I should probably try and use it in some. I mean, you really should. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't want to suggest too much what you might do with it. A little bit of spice. I, I why the hell not? You know, I, I could probably get Damien a slave costume if that would help. Um, oh my god! Thumbs up. Yeah, thumbs go. down. There you go. Yeah, there you go. See, <laughs> absolutely amazing, right? So, so you didn't go into the field of wheat. I mean, would you like to close out today's podcast by um, letting us know how we can get you on social media, maybe as uh, Russell Crowe from Gladiator? I mean, is that something you could maybe do? How is your Russell Crowe impression in terms of giving your social media information out? I am the DJ of Magic Radio. You can find me on the MB Radio on Twitter and Facebook and I will have my vengeance. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah. I totally. love it. I love it. You should have done it. You should have done it. Uh, Emma, oh, as always, what a pleasure. You're the best. Thank you so much for doing this. This was really good fun. It was really good fun. What a nice thing to do. Thank you for asking me, even though you asked me after Harriet. We'll forget about that. <laughs> it's only because Paul Hayes cancelled that I got you in. <laughs> 
Oh, that was so great. That was so, so, so great. Thank was you. Was that nice? Oh, it was really what a great idea. It's such a great idea. It's fun, isn't it? Did you enjoy it? Anyone else got the urge to go on a barge holiday dressed as a Roman gladiator now? Yeah, good. It's not just me. Okay, that's uh, that's a relief. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for all your lovely support. Thanks for your tweets at TasterPod. Thank you for your lovely reviews as well on the podcast platforms. Um, as always, they really make a difference. Um, so thank you for doing that. And uh, that's it. My uh, requirements of you have ended for today, but I will require you to subscribe and make sure you're back next week, Wednesday, it actually drops at 3am, so if you could be here at 3am next Wednesday, I'd really appreciate that. And uh, it's a great episode. I've got a really exciting guest next week. Uh, but anyway, that was a wonderful MB, and I'll see you soon. Have a good week. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. And I'm Helen Monk. And this is Bitchin'. I'm dyslexic. Yeah, why do you read the word <laughs> It's good to practice. Yeah. A podcast where every week we talk about a different person. So how old was he when he first popped on the scene? That's a great If question. you say he was my age, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking die. And we veer wildly off track. Pop that Prosec. <laughs> Available on all your podcast apps. That's not my... Can you not say er in the advert? (laughs) Available on all your podcast platforms. Just search Bitchin' or Great Big Owl. We'll see you there. That was all right. (laughs) Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>